This is Internet Marketing. Hello and welcome to episode 162 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. And today Kelvin tackles the subject of mobile commerce with Paul Skelton. All coming up on Internet Marketing. What's the best place for people to get started on M-commerce, you know, kind of mobile commerce? Is there kind of particular areas or things that they should be looking at before making the decision about whether it's right for them as, a, as an area to explore? I think it depends what they want to do. I mean, I guess the sort of uh, easiest starting point is to look at uh, how many people are hitting your online <clears throat> retail sort of property uh, from a mobile device or a tablet. Uh, if you're finding that sort of, you know, a reasonable proportion of people are starting to do it, and it's a growing number of uh, people are hitting you from smartphones and uh, tablet computers, uh, then yes, I think that's probably the, the ideal starting point. I think if you're really starting from scratch, I think you've got to look at what you're trying to actually achieve with mobile. Mobile in a, in a sort of commerce setting is a fairly broad uh, offering really covering everything from how you kind of market and engage people right through to, to sort of how you make a transactional mobile website uh, plus everything in between um, so I think you've got to sort of either look at how people are hitting your website and what they're trying to do look at how people are using things like social networking and things like Google Maps and, and uh, review sites are they sort of looking at reviews uh, then coming into your store, are they coming into your store and then uh, barcode scanning your goods and buying them for for sort of cheaper online? You, know, you need quite a holistic sort of assessment, I think, of what your consumers want, uh, or indeed failing uh, having access to that data, ask them. Mm. And I suppose kind of it's the the common starting point for this, where someone makes that question: Should I have a mobile site? How do you feel, kind of? Because I know there's kind of competing views, and I suppose the answer is it depends. But the, I suppose the tr- traditional kind of question is: Do I need a mobile site? If I do, do I go for a, a mobile site or an app? Or increasingly, I suppose there's the kind of is responsive web design the answer? And I know it, it's going to depend and be different for every um, kind of business. But is there kind of a general pattern of you know mm. your preference that you, you can see there? I think I don't know. I, mean, I think if, uh, I, I think people should really be sort of uh, beyond the point of sort of saying do I need to uh, do something mobile I think really uh, even if you haven't sort of got evidence yet to to back it up you will at some point in the next 12 to 18 months start to find people are trying to access you through mobile so I think you need to have everybody needs to look at how they can go mobile um, how you then start that process it's a tricky one I mean there is the apps versus mweb argument um, that's sort of in many ways run its course. I mean, what, what people are sort of tending to offer now are, are these sort of uh, hybrid apps that are sort of web-enabled apps that bring the sort of best of both worlds. For people who haven't really sort of thought it through, an app uh, is really handy because it just sits on your uh, smartphone or, um, or or tablet computer desktop, uh, and it's like a button with your name on it. So it's very easy for people to find you. Whereas it's a valuable a mobile bit of real estate, isn't it? That, to, to have that it is indeed. Here. It is indeed. And, you know, it, it's, 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 this is the sort of the great, his gift, I think, that uh, that Steve Jobs left us with, really, was a very simple way of accessing uh, things through a smartphone. Uh, finding things through the mobile web is a little more tricky because you have to sort of type in a URL or, or know where to look, and that can be a bit fiddly on a small keyboard. Uh, what's tending to happen now are these hybrid apps where you've got an app, which is a nice real estate 
property on the, on the smartphone or tablet uh, device, but really it's actually connected to a website so that you're 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 pumping out sort of uh, up to date uh, content. You can you can change and update everything that's that's uh, in your store very easily. Because the trouble with an app is to change what's in it. Uh, you have to do an update, which has to go through the app stores, which then has to be notified to the app owner, who then has to download it. Whereas if you've got a hybrid app, every time you fire up the app, it's just basically connecting to the web uh, and pulling down the latest content. So you can be a much more flexible. So personally, I would look at how you would develop a hybrid app that would work if you weren't connected to the internet would work even better if you were connected to the internet uh, and leverage the technology that way. Mm. That, however, can be expensive. Yeah. And what do you think is kind of the most common mistake that people tend to make when they've kind of said, okay, I'm going to do this, we're going to do this right, we're going to uh, make sure that we're dealing with mobile properly? Is there kind of a quite common series of mistakes that people make that you've seen that, you know, that the listeners ought to try and avoid? Yeah, the, the commonest thing is to sort of think, I've got an iPhone, my uh, boss has got an iPhone, everyone I work with has got an iPhone, we must make an iPhone app. Uh, whereas, you know, it might be that you're in a line of business where most of your customers aren't in that, that kind of uh, world at all and don't have access to iPhones. Uh, Barrett Shoes famously did this. They were one of the first companies to do a, a mobile app, and it was really sophisticated and great. It only worked on iPhones, and the demographic of Barrett Shoes isn't really an iPhoning iPhone owning demographic, so that's the commonest mistake: is is is, un, is overestimating the technology uh, that the, that your consumers may have. Uh, if you're a high end sort of electronic retailer, there's probably a good chance that most of your customers have iPads, so maybe that's the way to go. Uh, so that's the, that's probably the commonest mistake. I think the next commonest mistake is either to spend too little or spend far too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you really need to to, to look at it closely and get uh, as much independent advice as you can as to what you really are trying to do uh, and how to best achieve that most cost effectively i think a lot of people are put off because they've spent a lot of money ended up with an app it's not very good and they they've had their fingers burnt and feel that uh, that mobile is isn't for them which is a which is a shame mm-hmm. and you talked there about kind of barrett's as an example of um you know that uk um shoe retailer who perhaps got it a bit wrong is there a kind of particular examples of brands or organizations who you really like to kind of shine a light on who you think are who've, who really have got their head around m-commerce uh yes i think that uh people like tesco's have really have really nailed it uh they just to save time developed a um an app for their uh for their sort of electronic sort of goods wholesale business and they developed a mobile website for their grocery business so they could develop two in tandem with two different teams but really they've actually they've sat down and thought about how people are going to use mobile to do their grocery shopping as opposed to how they might do it on a computer uh, and they've you know they've started to just work in things to do with your location or to do with the fact that you might be able to barcode scan uh, goods you've already bought for there. You might be wandering around your kitchen. You can you could it's a bit fiddly, but you can just scan the barcodes and all the things you bought in Tesco's last week uh, and build a shopping list that way. So, so they I think are a, a sort of great example of someone who's really thought it through. Uh, Kitty Care the. Um, to the children's goods of uh, retailer they've really uh, got an excellent uh, mobile website uh, they've also integrated web into their their stores as well where you can you can use the barcode scanner again on your phone to uh, download a lot more information about the goods that are on the shelves and reviews and all the rest of it so uh, those two have two very good examples and i think the um the kiddie care one is interesting because they've started to use mobile in store, which I think is one of the, the, the great uh, potential areas for mobile retail. Mm-hmm. 
And because we talked there a bit about kind of examples of <coughs> offline retailers who've who've started to get their head around kind of mobile. Do you think there'll be a kind of a, a glut or a wave of kind of mobile first organisations where actually perhaps are we wait? Is there going to be a, an Amazon of mobile who perhaps have a web presence, but actually they were all about mobile first? Do you think that they'll, they'll come, or will it? Is it far more likely to be that actually it will just be the offline retailers? He'll get it, and the web retailers he'll get it as well, rather than a whole new breed of mobile, maybe not mobile only, but kind of mobile first retailers. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't, uh, not as retail specific. I think I think the sort of you know it's a hoary old cliche in uh, mobile and retail circles that that mobile sort of glue that holds uh, sort of multi-channel retailing together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that that's sort of true, and I think sort of you won't find anyone just going down the mobile route. Mm-hmm. I can't think off the top of my head of. Uh, of any kind of retail sort of uh, situation where it would only work on mobile. But uh, I think you might find that uh, while mobile is part of a mixture of online and in-store, you're going to find a greater emphasis on the mobile because it's all, you know, it's basically giving you an online shopping experience and it can give you an online in-store shopping experience mm-hmm. and it can start to bring in all the things to do with location and, and uh, push marketing and things like that. So I think, I think what will happen is most people that, that will, will have some sort of mobile problem they will find over the, over the coming few years as, as consumers become much more mobile centric uh, that they are gradually becoming more mobile orientated more and more of their business will come through mobile and as someone who kind of really gets mobile how do you feel about the kind of the whole idea of a responsive web design whereby uh, for kind of the listeners at home responsive web design is kind of a logic that rather than having a mobile website and a web website you have a website that just appears slightly differently and it's kind of css on so it'll appear in one layout for web a slightly different layout for kind of tablet and a, a different layout for mobile and i mean there's a website i've been involved in the brighton sea one where like the good example is if you go on desktop and you narrow the screen to the res you narrow mm-hmm. the size of it and it looks like what it would look like on a, te- um, a tablet and then looks like what it would on a mobile how do you feel about that as kind of a, a potential solution to the the no I, I think it's uh, i think it's perfect i mean it's exactly how it should be i mean i, I you know i long to live in a world where I everything I do with my many different devices just seamlessly does the right thing for the right device based on where I am. Yeah. So yes, I think responsive uh, websites are, are very much going to be where where sort of mobile optimization of websites goes. Uh, I think it's a much easier prospect for retailers to think, well, okay, we just design our website once, yeah. uh, and the sort of you know the black box with flashing lights that we plug into it does the the difficult bit yeah. for us. Uh, we end up with a nicely optimized website for whatever device. Yeah. So yes, I think that is very much where where this sort of thing needs to go. Mm. Again, I think at the moment it's a, co- a matter of cost, isn't it? Really. Mm. And in terms of kind of like for you know yeah that that's the big challenge, isn't it? Is a kind of okay. I can see that this is important, but kind of you know coming up with the 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 plan and the budgets for that could be quite difficult. Have you got any advice for people in terms of how they can kind of I don't know forecast potential um, revenue from uh, mobile ones or kind of how they build the business case to justify that expense? I think they need to as I said sort of at the beginning look at sort of where their traffic's coming from and if they're finding an increasing number of uh, of uh, hits are coming from from uh, mobile devices then you have to look at sort of uh, in more depth then as to sort of what those people are buying are they are they dwelling and buying or is it leading to them buying through another channel but further down the line i mean it's it's a difficult one to quantify i think there is an element uh, in some people's minds of it being a bit like the emperor's new clothes that mm. everyone else has got it so we must have it too but i don't really know whether there's a business case i think that increasingly computing anything you do online will be done on some sort of mobile device mm. 
you know, it's just an easier way of doing things. I mean, already I sort of feel my desktop computer is a bit passe. Mm. Uh, I, I think sort of soon, you know, this will be the majority view. So I think you, you can't not do it, really. I think uh, building a, an ROI case, though, for your uh, cash-strapped finance director is uh, right now sort of uh, tricky, but not impossible. Mm. Um I think if you look, if you look at the sort of statistics that are starting to come through from from you know, how the market is analysed, I mean the IMRG Cap Gemini's latest sort of quarter benchmarks found that you know slightly more than five percent now of online sales are through mobile. So it's so it's grown you know from virtually nothing to, to you know a twentieth in 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 two years. Uh, you know it's on a sort of exponential growth curve. You know this will soon be ten percent, then twenty percent, and then before you know it, you'll just have to do it. So you might as well look at it now. And I suppose that's a good way of doing it. It's the kind of if the first question is, are you getting five percent of your tra- uh, of your sales from mobile? If not, then you're missing out on something. And then if you are getting um, kind of I don't know, say two and a half percent of your traffic um, of your sales from mobile, you then say uh, of your traffic, sorry, and you say okay, well if two two and a half percent of our traffic from mobile uh, of our website is from from mobile. What rate is that converting at? And I suppose a, sh- a simple way would be: Well, is that converting at a poorer rate than than our normal websites? So yeah, say I normal, think yeah, more- and, and work it through in that way, maybe. I think it's more complicated than that because I think people are looking at things on mobile than converting sort of through other channels, either online at a desktop or or actually going into a store or doing it later on you know, on on their their phone at, you know at a later date uh, or passing it on to other people. It, 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 the, the trouble with mobile is uh, one of its greatest benefits is it's a very personal device. Yeah. Uh, but also because of that, it's quite difficult to track exactly how people are then re- responding to it. I think the sort of key thing to, sort of, to bear in mind with mobile is that not only is it giving people a channel in to buy things from you, but it's giving uh, you as a business a chance to to interact and engage with your consumers and potential consumers, um, which is where the sort of whole mobile marketing side of things comes in. So I think I think it, it requires a bit of a mindset sort of shift. It's not like just moving what you do online onto a mobile device. It's about looking at what a mobile device is actually doing, what its users are doing with it, what it can do for them, and how you can start this sort of two-way relationship with your consumers. And and, and there's a value to that that might not be tangible in terms of sort of pounds coming straight into the till and goods flying out the door, but it it, it does build Mm. towards better sales and better relationships. So so this is the complexity of it. It's, it's, It's a marketing tool. It's a sales tool. It's a loyalty tool. It's an engagement tool um yeah and it's very personal and people can find you and you can find them and it's 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 a much more complicated sort of view of how you engage with consumers and paul a final question in terms of so someone's listened to the podcast here and they said okay i clearly you know that the you know the, the cliche is the year of the mobile is here but in terms of i can see that i ought to be paying more attention to mobile what's the best places that they ought to be looking to kind of be looking for case studies looking for the latest trends the latest technology to help them you know stay up to speed with mobile if that's something that perhaps they've ignored a little bit in the past well i mean for, for the beginner they need to uh, put my name into uh, amazon because i wrote a book about mobile commerce yep. and how mobile can be used uh, in a commercial setting um it's it's a it's a bargain i think it's only about seven quid uh, even less if you get the kindle version uh but failing that i mean there are uh, there's there's um my uh, m retailing uh newsletter and, and news website which is part of internetretailing.net if you go on to internetretailing.net and click on m retailing 
Uh, that's got all the latest news, all the latest case studies. Uh, every fortnight we put out the sort of top uh, most eight most interesting stories plus uh, an in- intro. Um, every two months in Internet Retailing Magazine, there's a whole load of stuff by uh, me and my colleagues about mobile retailing. Uh, and uh, next week, we're... Second, first, twinning the Internet Retailing Expo in Birmingham, uh, and there's a whole conference track on the 22nd dedicated to all these different facets of how mobile works. So uh, there's three very sort of uh, good simple ways, up, keep, yeah. good good places you can keep up to date with it. And, and yeah, of course, there is an awful lot of information now floating around on the uh, on the web and various news uh, sites and services about uh, how to do this. Cool, fantastic, Paul. No, really helpful. And I mean, hopefully what that'll do is, and the, the way that I see this, this is kind of long have we known that mobile is important, but now it's actually less about kind of making that case that it's important. It's down into the real detail of making it work, which I think is where the, the real exciting times are going to come. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, yes, like I say, two years' time, uh, we won't even be talking about mobile retailing. It will just be, everyone will just be doing it. It'll just be how, how retail works. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number... If you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six or one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. What's new in podcasting? Here's what we love, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being completely straight mm-hmm. and 10 being completely gay, what number are you? Um, you know, I don't think that you should rank how gay they are. I guess, I, you know, that's just a little of a red, just a flag for me. Come on, come out. A weekly podcast where real lesbians tell their real coming out stories. You can find Come On, Come Out on your favorite podcatcher out now. Go listen. ACAST, A-cast, A-cast, A-cast recommends. recommends.